You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back and Merry Christmas. So we are enjoying our Advent devotions and my guest today is my good friend, Bill Wedgworth. Bill, you are amazing to me, man. I love you. I'm so glad you're with our church family today. Thank you, Ben. So, Bill, you, uh, you're an excellent Sunday school teacher. I love the way you shepherd your, your group, man. And you prepare your Bible studies well. You love them well. You organize them well. Thanks. Um, you've served in our deacon's ministry forever. And you've done lots and lots of other things. So thanks for loving our church. Thanks for serving our church so well. Thank you, Ben. Well, Thank all right. So today you are our Advent reader. And what's the passage that we're studying today, Bill? Yes, sir. This passage comes from Luke. It's chapter 1, verses 23 through 25. And I'll just read this. It's from the King James Version, New King James. So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own home. Now, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people. That passage reminds me so much of the Christmas narrative that we hear so much about. Here are two families. We have a husband and a wife, each of them visited by an angel, and each of them being told that they're going to have a son, and this son's going to do grow up to do amazing things. So I love the parallel of these two families. Yeah. Now, of course, one is Mary and Joseph, and Mary would have uh, an immaculate conception, right? Uh, the virgin birth. But Elizabeth would be having a child in her old age. Different kind of miracle. Absolutely. But both of them requiring a miracle for this child to be born. Indeed. Yeah. And the parallel there really shows us that God can do amazing things in our life at any point. From uh, our youth all the way into our advanced stage, and, and as I mentioned, I'm, I'm uh, have seen more years than I'm going to see here on this earth, and uh, it's amazing to me to see to think that God can still use me, right. to still be a part of my life, to still uh, find amazing things that He can do with what um, He has in store for me in the in the days and years to come. That's awesome. The uh, but what really stood out to me was uh, just a little backstory. Is that um, she says to take away my reproach among the people? So obviously, this issue of being older and not having children had really uh, settled on her soul, yeah, and had been an issue with her throughout her life. Now here she is. This is Elizabeth, and of course, her husband Zechariah is one of the priests, and uh, to be of that uh, royal lineage of the temple, yeah, and to not have any children, obviously played a huge part in her life and even in his life because it was something that he was even thinking about when he went into the temple that day and here uh, the angel shows up and tells him and uh, this is kind of playing out the rest of the story and uh, so now Elizabeth is thanking God that um, God has shown mercy on her and uh, good favor among her the people that she is around, yeah. her family, her friends, yeah. all of those have seen her grow up throughout her life and not be able to have children to continue the lineage of this priesthood. Yeah. And um, for her to now say, God, you've taken away that reproach and now you're showing a blessing on me and my family. You know, and I wonder in different ways how some of our folks in our church family that are where age-wise it might be where Zachariah and Elizabeth are. Um, you know, if they say, man, I have just been on autopilot all my life. 
life spiritually. I've just been a pew sitter. I've just kind of been there. And if they've just looked up this year and said, you know, God's stirring inside me and I want to do, I want to serve him. I want to give him the years that I have left. Like to me, how powerful an idea that not that they feel reproach in our current setting. I mean, because quite frankly, sadly, in the Bible Belt, uh, you don't get a lot of reproach for being a pew-sitting cultural Christian. I almost wish you did, you know. Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, that in the kingdom of heaven, you know, as far as like our service to the Lord, that for some of us it might be in our senior seasons of life, you know, that second half or third quarter or fourth quarter, where somebody really begins to commit themselves to the Lord, where in some spiritual way, you know, God begins to use them and change their reputation for his glory. And maybe in the eyes of the kingdom of heaven, lift a reproach, you know. <laughs> but but I, somebody in the church family, Bill, was talking about these two families recently, about Mary and Joseph on the one side and Zechariah and Elizabeth on the other. They made a comment that made a lot of sense to me. And they said, you know, it's almost as if when you looked at these two families, you know, Mary's too young. Elizabeth's too old, you know, God's not going to use either one of them. Right. It's exactly who he was using. <laughs> so, the because thing, they were both obedient. That's right. They were absolutely obedient to what God had called them to do. That's right. In this story, it looks like God was looking for humble servants. You know, he wasn't looking for people with seminary degrees. or He was looking for somebody who loved him and would obey him. I right. love it. Um, can you imagine when Zachariah came home from the temple, unable to talk. Right, he can't talk. <laughs> and he's, and he's trying, he doubted. <laughs> and he is trying to communicate to Elizabeth, hey, God's heard us. We were not alone. He didn't forget about us. He heard us. I met Gabriel, you know, just the other day. You're not going to believe this. Yeah, trying to communicate that to her that's right. so that she can understand this amazing thing that's going to happen. So, again, not to make silly applications, but I, I'm in, imagining in my heart, you know, this um, 60-year-old man in the church. It's always been that pure sitter or the 60 year old woman you know who god stirs their heart into revival and they want to go home and tell their spouse and they're just thinking they're going to think i'm crazy they've known who i am for all these years and here i'm going to tell them that i just really want to start worshiping the we're lord we're going on a mission trip yeah, that, yeah that's right <laughs> they're going to think i'm crazy and i just want to like think about that that story with zachariah and elizabeth and kind yeah. of acknowledge that even of course he was he was mute so it was a little extra challenging but i bet even in their household it was kind of hard to look up at this period in life and say hey god's still moving god's about to do something you won't believe so the uh it's very similar to abraham and and uh, sarah same thing older couple um being promised a child yeah right being told you will have a child right and having to wait until that time when god said now's the time yeah and to be obedient to that and that and that continues to reinforce that understanding that god can use you at any point right at any point in your life he can step in and do something amazing yeah that's right something wonderful something that we've never experienced before and he can say now's the time i want to do this absolutely you know and our part of our vision as a church family is to be a multi-generational culture you know we want to be a church where young and old we're all obeying god and walking with this holy spirit so i know that parents right now are praying for their kids you know we're praying that our children would obey the lord and that we would resist temptation that they would surrender to god's spirit but i know this seems crazy but maybe there's room left for children to be praying that their parents you know (laughs) would would give this season of their life totally devoted to the lord and see what god can do all across our our sanctuary yeah somebody asked how's it 
how's it like having an empty nest now? And I said, what empty nest? We had 15 That's right. uh, college kids over at our house the other That's day. That's right. Uh, it's just that God finds new ways to use you yeah. to minister, to uh, reach out to a group of people. So as, as our kids grew up, we kind of grew with them. And as they moved into a different phase of life, we sort of moved into that ministry. Right so God can find a place for you to serve. Yeah. Well, I appreciate Elizabeth. And she's the voice of this household now. You know, when she says God's <laughs> you know, she's the only one that really can speak for them for, for a couple of months. But thanks for sharing this reading and thanks for sharing your thoughts as one of our Bible study leaders and a good shepherd to your flock. Thanks a lot, Bill. Thank you, Ben. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my friend.